0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Consortium's uh, Marketing Podcast. If you're uh, joining us for the first time, then um, I should introduce you to our special guest today, which is Lara Squires, founder and director of Consortium. She started in marketing about 20 years ago, I think, based on my uh, LinkedIn research, and um, she is a expert in marketing and business development for professional services and a chartered marketer In the Chartered Institute of Marketing? I'm not really sure how. I'm just a
1: chartered marketer and I am a member of the CIM. Yeah. Um,
0: Today, Lara and I are going to talk about LinkedIn and how professional businesses can uh, make the most of uh, that free resource. Um, so, Lara, do you have any immediate thoughts, any immediate tips that jump to mind when you're thinking? About- Opening powers of wisdom. Um, yeah. So yeah.
1: one of the things um, that's come up quite a lot recently with a few clients is around do we need to pay for LinkedIn? Um, mm-hmm. It's something that always comes up on the training when I'm delivering it. And the simple answer is no. Uh, most of the time, there are some caveats, uh, most of the time yep. you don't need paid for LinkedIn. I can count on one hand the amount of lawyers or accountants or financial advisors that could justify a reason for having it um, because they're not using it mm-hmm. the free version effectively enough to justify the paid for <laughs> version. So. I see. So actually, it's really up to
0: how you're using it as opposed to is it actually the price or...
1: The yeah, are, yeah, know, for so. sure. So, um, I obviously, as you hear often in the office, Jen, bang on about how amazing LinkedIn is, and it truly is. <laughs> um, I know a lot of um owners of businesses, uh, you know, the partners, etc., are fed up of it because the recruiters keep stealing their staff, but the reality is they could do that with or without LinkedIn. Uh, where else can you get a free resource where you can find out all of the staff, what they've been up to? And all of the vital information you might need to know if you want to work with them or work for them. There just simply isn't anywhere else like that that's for free. I often refer to it as yellow pages on speed. Um, (laughs) I just think it's uh, a brilliant resource. And there is so much you can do for free. I myself only got paid for LinkedIn two years ago. So I've you know had my own business for 11 years now so nine of those years i did all of my bd and my marketing on linkedin with the free free version which is why i don't think most people need the paid for i
0: was gonna say i think that's a that's a really good measure because you use linkedin more than
1: even the top end of the average of people do (laughs) i was telling someone the other day so one of my other top tips is um you should use LinkedIn every day. So 20 minutes every day, it's a bit like an apple a day. So Dr. Lara says use LinkedIn 20 (laughs) minutes a day. Um, And a person I was coaching the other day said, oh, but you know, that's a lot. And I said, well, you know, I'll I'll tell you what I do. When I open my laptop, I open my LinkedIn at the same time as I open my inbox. Um, I'm on it that much. But the reality is I also get a lot of business for the agency as a result. Um, I emailed a prospect the other day and he then came back and said, oh, I see you've just done um, something at the gym, which I'd posted on LinkedIn. And, and mm. yes, I know that sounds like a Facebook <laughs> post, but there was a tenuous link to business <laughs> business topics. Um, and he only knew that because he'd seen my stuff on LinkedIn. So it's, it's, yeah, obviously you can post as much as you like on whatever platform you're on. The paid for versions only give you extra things like the ability to search unlimited um, and number of in mails um and actually this might be a useful thing to break down for people so there is definitely an element of some people want paid for linkedin because they would like the nice banner that you get because it tells mm-hmm. you your premium Yeah, the shiny
0: the verification badge yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. you know
1: yeah. I'm, I'm premium <laughs> i don't travel economy i travel premium but i mean come on get real do you really need to spend 50 quid a month to have that badge mm. I, you know i'll leave that up to you but um what you actually get the value that you're getting so LinkedIn says, is unlimited search, which I agree is valuable if you use it. Um, And 15 in-mails, for those of you that don't know what in-mails are, it's the ability to message somebody on LinkedIn that you're not already connected to, and it will go into their inbox. Um, So that's quite powerful. However, you can also personalize connection requests. Yeah, I
0: was going to say, it actually doesn't matter how close you can get to someone, if you, if you'll forgive the sort of (laughs) metaphor but like if the the message is hey i do lead generation (laughs) let's have a chat when are you free for a call then it doesn't matter how you get that to them really if it's a cold call.
1: Yeah, I suppose the only thing is that the message is going to their inbox. So, yeah. al- although and this is going to lead on to another thing that I wish people would update on LinkedIn, <laughs> if um, their contact email is their personal email, then it's going to their personal inbox and not mm-hmm. their work email. So, just another um, housekeeping tip for those LinkedIn users out there: please, 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 please make sure that the email that you have visible to your public that you're connected to. Is your work one? Yeah,
0: and I think that that I mean, obviously, that makes sense in terms of like making sure that you're seeing um, any sort of business leads you're getting, but also for your own mental health. Yeah, having a little bit of distance and also your own security, like maybe your personal private inbox where all of your like PayPal receipts or whatever goes, is not where you want your uh, LinkedIn connections to see as a way to contact you.
1: There's a brilliant example here of why you need to do this. Um, And I know there's the argument that some people are on LinkedIn looking for new jobs and they don't want recruiters coming into their inbox at work. So maybe there's an argument then for having your personal one displaying. However, um, when I first bought our commercial premises, I messaged a couple of commercial lawyers on LinkedIn, as I do, because as I've explained, I live on LinkedIn. (laughs) And... Didn't get a reply from either of them. Three months later, one of them did reply and said, oh, I'm really sorry, I don't check my personal email. And so I didn't see that I had a message from you. Well, funnily enough, I'd gone elsewhere by that point. Yeah
0: and totally miss the lead. Um, and I, it's not just you who is chronically on LinkedIn, who would think to, uh, reach out in that kind of way. Like, uh, I know that, uh, I also work in marketing, so maybe it feels a little bit different, but when I have a problem that I cannot find the answer for on Google, uh, my sort of initial feeling is that oh I just need to ask somebody and somebody you know I don't know who that even is to ask so I just put it on the on LinkedIn I just put it on the yeah.
1: internet for somebody to find. I love it I love Ask LinkedIn. A similar thing. Ask LinkedIn definitely and I think the other thing that um we've had loads of success with this year is actually just putting out I'm in XYZ town on XYZ date does anyone want to get together? Um The random pop-ups that I've managed to do as a result. So we've had some London supper clubs. We're doing a Gaucho's Cardiff lunch. It's great. You know, it's it's an opportunity to turn strangers into friends. It's really funny to me because
0: back in the day when uh Twitter was or what is now X, when Twitter was starting to get sort of popular enough that it was starting to appear on BBC news, for example, one of the things that journalists kept saying about it is like, "Oh, well, if you're in an unfamiliar city, you can tweet hey, where's good for lunch? Or, hey, does anybody want to come and hang out with me in this unfamiliar city? And the other thought of doing that on Twitter <laughs> is insane to me. That sounds so dangerous. But on LinkedIn... It feels safe, like doesn't it? It, it actually weird. genuinely feels like it's a it's a great... Uh, it's of benefit. Mm. Because the, you have slightly more control over the... The crowd that you're hanging out with, like everybody is... A professional. Yeah, and also sort of working towards similar goals to you, Mm. moving in same circles. So, I mean, I'm
1: not going to say there's no crazies on LinkedIn. No, absolutely Um, not.
0: Everywhere, all people, (laughs) uh, there's always a percentage of people. I'm just very
1: fortunate (laughs) I personally haven't come across them. So, um, yeah, blessed. I mean,
0: you still have to follow, you know, your your traditional safety rules um, about online behaviour and crossing into real life. But um, particularly when uh, the people that you're talking to are sort of working towards similar goals to you, it's easier to fill a, a table in a restaurant, for example.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think um, one other thing to kind of touch on, because I'm aware we're trying to be short and snappy with our amazing podcast that we're going to give people <laughs> value in, um, but is the personal versus Professional approach, which is something also over the last few years has been talked about a lot. Uh, obviously, I re- referenced my gym post earlier. Um, however, that is currently sitting at nearly three and a half thousand views with 63 comments. So, yeah, the yeah, numbers don't works. lie. <laughs> it
0: works. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, And I think it's about making sure that if you're going to uh, post something that has a personal link, that you can link it to business. Mm-hmm. The real value, though, and the reason I don't think people should only be posting business related stuff is that people buy people. Um, and I love my ice cream analogy, so I am going to use it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you go to the ice cream shop, who orders ordinary boring vanilla? You know, you could have salted Caramel and vanilla, or maybe sea salt vanilla or Cornish clotted cream vanilla, but you're not going to go for your regular bog standard vanilla ice cream. So you need to be whatever flavor ice cream you are, whether that's chocolate, raspberry ripple, I'm, I'm really feeling like having some ice cream now. Um, whatever ice cream you are, put it out there and know you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Oh, I saw a meme the other day saying, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, I'm a glass of champagne. <laughs> I quite liked that one. Um, but it's exactly that work with the people who, get you um yeah and not the ones that don't
0: i think also a big part of it is that like it's not how it used to be where you can have a very rigid line between your work life and your home life um or anything that you're doing outside of work because what you do for work is often a like a core cool part of how you identify yourself you know um if you're a lawyer for example then you've spent a very long portion of your life training and studying um, to understand the law and to be able to deliver a service to your clients so why would you not identify as that both on and off the job so being able to have the space to bring those parts of you that really kind of deliver the your brand of service to LinkedIn is a, a benefit to you and to your firm.
1: 100% agree so basically the message is get on LinkedIn use it (laughs) yeah post a lot post a lot get (laughs) some connections the magic number is 500 if you want to know obviously more about any of the linkedin (laughs) We have the LinkedIn training as a downloadable training course. We have our amazing downloadable guide. You know, if we can help you um, get more active on LinkedIn, if you've never heard of your social selling index, send me a message. I'll tell you more about it and how you find out what yours is.
0: (laughs) Um, Before we end, I actually have one question I wanted to ask you that Mm. I thought might be very interesting. Um, If you could only choose one thing for LinkedIn for businesses, would you want a company page that's really amazing, posts every day, has high engagement with its followers and its staff, or a employee body that is really active on LinkedIn, Ooh. all the way up and down across the whole organisation?
1: Um, there's not really an answer to that question, not, or a right answer as such to that question, Jen. So I suppose... The benefits of the company page is that the company owns it. The downside of the company page is that it's a company and not a person, and therefore you'll never have a relationship with it. The pros of having an engaged workforce using LinkedIn is the power that that would bring. So let's say you had 10 staff with 1,000 connections each. That's 10,000 connections. A company page is very unlikely, unless you're a very big business, to have that number of followers. Um, so the reach would be a lot better through your engaged team however they might leave Um, and if those team leave you lose all of that value Um, so really you want both (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that wasn't the question (laughs) (laughs) so I think I would say I would still say it's the people um, because ultimately people buy people so I think I would be I, do, I mean, I'm just thinking yesterday I did actually go and look at a business and they didn't have any posts on their company page. And I was like, oh, that's a bit strange. So then I went and looked at the founders of the business and they didn't have any recommendations on their own pages. And I was then like, oh, that's really not great. So I suppose my go to place was the company page to start mm-hmm. with to check for like case studies, testimonials. So yeah. I think if you already know of the business and you're checking them out for credibility, you probably start off with the company page, but mm-hmm. then you look at the individuals.
0: I mean, is it's always gonna be complex, right? That's a really yeah. hard question to answer because like what are your objectives? What are you trying to achieve? And then we can go out from there. But um I just felt like I should make you choose.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to choose the people. I'm going to choose okay. the people. Well,
0: everybody, thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this useful. It's of our very first episode. So things will probably change in the next couple <laughs> (laughs) If you have enjoyed this and you would like to learn more about LinkedIn, you can do so on our website. We have download all training. You can even book an hour of Lara's time if you'd like. Um, You can download our LinkedIn guide as well at uh, consortiumbiz.co.uk forward slash subscribe dash two dash hour dash (laughs) newsletter. That is a long link. That is a very long link, and I am going to change it. I promise. (laughs) If you um, have any comments or if you have any questions uh, then you should email me I'm at podcast at consortiumbiz.co.uk um, and similarly if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast then email me as well and I will see if we can fit you in <laughs> thank you very much for joining me Lara taking time out of your insanely busy schedule um, and thank you uh, everybody for listening we will see you in the next one thank you Jen goodbye